Are we starting with report cards? Yeah, I think we should. That... Didn't you have an epiphany? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so starting on the fact that we can't remember what an epiphany Maybe is. the epiphany was actually just a, the, to do report cards. Or no, this... you had already been like, let's do report card brainstorming. Oh. And then you were like, I have an epiphany. Yeah, I actually... As I'm about to say this out loud, I don't think it was really... An epiphany? Yeah, you're not going to think it's an epiphany. Which I think I said. You might not think this is oh, an epiphany. Oh, okay. Check. Yeah, it sounds really stupid as I'm about to say it. Um, so it might not have been what it was. But I had this, like, idea. I should check to see when I texted you because that might, like... I can tell you. A line. Um, just the, pr- the process. Like, documenting how... So I've been, like, thinking a lot about, like... How- Asher's learning. Yeah. Um, and I realize, so like a lot of report cards is really focused on what they learn. Yep. Right? And outcome, product. It's outcome, which yeah. you and I both know, like that is not what we really want to value entirely. Like products are great, but it's like, how do you capture the process? Yeah. And I was thinking about like Asher in particular and how he learns and it's the how he learns yeah. that is so important and what I actually want to document because as an example like when I think about Asher since he was born like there's certain things there's certain ways that he learns and that's clear visual and um uh and observation like he watches people watches what they do watches the systems watches the patterns figure out the pattern and then he inserts himself into the scene and starts to do that he's done with this with music he does this when he goes and watches construction with my mom um you know anything he goes onto construction sites well no but <laughs> behind the gate he'll go and they go and watch it all the time yeah. and then my mom said eventually and the people would know him because they'd go to the same sites then he would start pointing like where things should go so he starts seeing the patterns and you know in the books like the stuff the little things that he picks out in books is crazy and he's just got strong visual which is Mike Mike Mm -hmm. is such a strong visual learner Mm -hmm. and so I can see this with Asher and ever since he was born people are like he's like oddly observant like Mm. he would never blink his eyes like (laughs) his eyes are wide open like looking around when Mm -hmm. he was really young Mm -hmm. That's how he learns, mm. and and I like I think it's important to remember that because mm. that like what he learns is like whatever. Like mm. if we give him the space mm. to learn how he does best, mm. he'll probably excel in whatever it is, right? And and so I was thinking about like kids in general, like how they learn mm. is important, and where does that ever come? Where where are we ever told as parents when someone else is teaching them how they're learning? Yeah. That's what? Yeah, I think, so there's definitely when you said to me, like, oh, let's, like, think about a report card about, like, and so I'm, this is how I'm framing it, is, like, there's the stuff that they will learn in school and get monitored, tracked, graded on, and then there's, like, the stuff that we know they won't get graded on, tracked, etc. at school because... They just don't really know how to do that yet. So, like, yeah. even though within school they're saying, like, the 21st century skills are things like critical thinking, collaboration, problem solving, um, 
did I already say collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, those things, like they're yeah. already doing those, like they're already saying those are the skills, even empathy, etc. Like those are the skills they need for the 21st century. And yet they're not like, how do you grade that? And so they yeah. don't know how to put a letter grade on it. So therefore they like turn it into like, well, if you're communicating in a report, then that means I know X, Y, Z. And so it's still the, it's the product, right? Yeah. Um, and so thinking about the the outcome, the fact that like school is still very outcomes based, yeah. um, but also what that's doing to other social systems. So like right now I'm working with a bunch of masters of public policy students and I can't get them for the life of me to recognize how important process is. And so I'm like racking my brain being like, if, if even at a master's of public policy level, we can't get them to recognize how important process is, where did we fail kids yeah. along the way where process isn't important? And then it also made me think everywhere. Like, I'm like, what is the, so we have research methods that validate outcomes. How do, what's the research method to validate process? Yeah. And so the fact that I can't easily find a research method that's around process other than like, journaling yeah and so like audio like audio ethnography which like still would be considered like very airy fairy to like most scientific mm -hmm. um studies and so i'm like it's a problem like it's clearly a problem that in research most things are loaded on products and outcomes and mm -hmm. less is on process whereas from a design perspective process matters i need I to know. know how you got to an outcome because otherwise i can't take steps back to understand that outcome. Right, which is really, so it's interesting, um, like, I don't know, I feel like from a lot of different perspectives, yeah. but one thing is I feel like I'm struggling with the same thing with my university students. Like, yeah. I've been really working, like for the last five years, I've been working with like 21st century learning and trying to in, embed process, yeah. and I do it, but the evaluation of it is like, their self-reflection or like yeah. check mark like yeah. they did this yeah. um, and I can't tell like what the effort was or whatever so I hugely struggle with that but then I started thinking yeah. math like I don't know if this is a way but you know when you show them the work yeah yeah like that is such and so a that's part what of the we've process. been trying to demonstrate to them is like it's the same thing as showing your work right like so if the if there's a mathematical formula and you say the answer is whatever seven well, how did you get to seven? And the fact that like, yeah, in math, you have to show how you got there. But yeah. if ultimately you decide that a strategic direction is diverse funding, well, how did you get to diversified funding? And it's like, they're like, oh, well, I did a literary review. I'm like, that's the method you used. Yeah. What did you learn along the way to make that decision? It's almost like mapping or path analysis, or not path analysis, but like path demonstration because that's what happens with math right mm -hmm. it's like you have to show all the pieces and so at any point you can go wrong but like you got like three out of five because you got the first like right. three things right and yeah whatever but um like that's one way of showing it which i guess that that's going forward though so like how do you keep track of like a path so what, going what I've been trying to do with my students right now is I've developed what's called like a breadcrumb document. So literally I'm like, imagine research is like going into a forest. You don't really know where you're going, but 
you're, and you might get lost along the way. So leave breadcrumbs behind so you know how you got there. Yeah, so ultimately, if you do get lost, it's easy to backtrack and go down a different route because you know where your breadcrumbs were. I'm not, I'm, I'm only successful getting like half of my students to do that because the other ones are so outcomes focused. Right. And, and I arguably, my bias is the fact that like they're masters of public policy students and they think they're smarter than me. And so therefore everything I say is not, not nearly as like intelligent as them. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a different problem. But like, so I can't, so like, trying to get them not only to focus on the outcome and actually come back to process and even we do we do monthly self-evaluations they're very good at like what I'll call playing the game they know what answers to give to make it look like they've been doing the work right but I can't get them to reflect I you can't know, get them to say like this is where I struggled or this is what new thing I learned and this is how I learned it like I can't I just I feel like I am kind of having some epiphanies now. But like, so you talked about research and how mm-hmm. there's no evaluation of it. But even science, so from a scientific methodology perspective, like you, we keep lab books. Like, and lab books are like gold, right? Like yeah. that's all of your notes. Yeah. That's all of your process. And like if you, it has to be documented in a way that other people can refer to them and everything because the methods are actually so important because if anyone else wants to replicate it, right? Yeah. But you never, you don't see other people's work. You see the final product, which is the published paper. Yeah. But you keep all of these. So I wonder if there's like a way of like, I mean, it is journaling, but it's like, you know, how do you incorporate that with the breadcrumbs? Yeah, and the other piece we've been talking about within social research is that like all the all the topics we're working on, like so we're working on local economic development, we're working on social housing, it's like you can't think of those things as a sprint. You have to think of them as a relay. Yeah. And the fact that you're only gonna work on it in a very specific moment in time and you are going to work on it in a specific way, you have to pass a baton. And so your report needs to capture how you got to the decisions you got to because it's going to be different than if someone else did the exact same research at the exact same time as you. And so we're trying to like kind of like capture the fact that like that's why process is important is because someone else will pick up on different pieces of the breadcrumbs and and, and so like the same thing with the lab notebooks right is like maybe someone else would notice different things within your lab notebook than you would have because they're not you yeah totally. and that's why that's why you keep them but it's also why you share them mm-hmm. do you share them um you have to like they're oh it's it'd be the same as like i mean you don't technically have to share them but you have to have them available like they're yeah. the same as like you keep them for seven years so like your taxes yeah, because you, you just, it's part of the grant, it's part of the data, like, right, you, yeah, yeah, they're, like, when I left my postdoc lab, yeah, it was very much, like, where are your lab books, like, you need yeah. to hand these over now, because they're yeah. part of the lab, like, yeah. you don't get to take them away, and so if I wanted anything, because it's very, um, like, I had to, because you, you have to sign off on, like, research ethics yeah. and stuff for me, yeah, yeah. I think the other piece I know you and I have struggled with before is around like 
a research plan and how much you stick with a research plan and when the start and stop of an experiment is because yeah. I know that like when we did you experience you were like let's wait till the end to like change things and I was like no 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 let's change things like while it's happening yeah. um and I think from that process that's also been challenging for me with the students that we have now because they're like well tell me what the outcome looks like in March and I'm like I don't know what it looks like I've never been here in this specific moment in time and like you like if I say to you like make a report but then there's an opportunity to like be on the radio and that's actually going to be more effective well then I'm not going to want you to put all your energy into a report if a report is or a, if being on the radio is ultimately going to be more impactful I think from like a scientific perspective it's clear that things change along yeah. the way. Like even you have a hypothesis and that sets you out and you go in a certain direction. The difference is, is that if your hypothesis changes, you write the paper up as if you had the hypothesis that you ended up with. Like you don't actually You don't talk publish. about the changes? No. See, in, in design research, you would absolutely talk about like, this is where I started and this is where I ended up and these are the changes along the way and this is why I changed it. Right. Which is so I mean, you different. might in like a casual, like in a casual conversation, or if you're presenting and someone asks you questions about it. But the the it is the product because it has to be a right. tight, clean story, right. um, which also is a problem in science because a lot of times people can't replicate things because there's all these like pieces that right. like look so clear when you present it in this nice package, but yeah. that's not how they got there, and so you don't realize all the shit that they had to pilot and figure out along the way. Which is so funny because when I wrote my master's paper, this, the, the <laughs> advice I got was like, your paper looks like a TV show where lots of different characters are being introduced and the like storyline is really unclear. Yeah. And so it was as if, so the way it was described Because you were going through your thinking. Yeah, I was like, well, chronologically, this is what happened. Yeah. So like this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. He, and and so, rather than, is it playing or is it? No, it's recording. Okay. Sorry, we just got interrupted by a phone call, so we have to, and got cut pick off. Up, pick up where we left off. So, okay, so it, rather than it looking like this is the rabbit trail that I went down, what I was being told was actually just tell people the important milestones, and I was like, but then you're going to miss out on, like, the seven steps I took in between. It's like, no. yeah, you don't share that. I was like, how can you not share that? So like, I, I mean, I get from an academic standpoint that I obviously had never learned how to write an academic paper, but also from a, like a community research level, it's like, if you leave behind yeah. those seven steps, those seven things could have been really important, even though they're not like, the shining milestone. For sure. And if someone else wants to pick this up, they could say, oh, I don't need to go down that path because she did. Or I could extend that because of, you know... Right. Like, I, oh, that was interesting. And because of timing, yeah. you know, you didn't explore that, but maybe if I explore it now... And not to say it would be exactly the same because we wouldn't be in the exact same, in that case, political climate, um, history climate, etc. Right? right? And so I think when I'm thinking about the... Um, like the home, I, I keep calling them home learning report cards. Yeah, I don't um, know what I'm calling them, but. Yeah, when I think of the home learning um, report cards, I think of it as like, how do you map out those, those pieces in the trail, but also like, how do you also set 
certain outcomes goals yeah like things that you're guiding your ship towards so like um I always think of like I think of goals as icebergs as in like you're guiding your ship towards them but you're not really sure what crashing into that iceberg will look like right so it could be it could be like you crash through it and break through and then you keep going um but you also could crash into it and it sinks you or you another iceberg can come up and you might actually have to change course yeah but like you're so you decide that the iceberg isn't important anyway (laughs) yeah exactly yeah but i think that this is this is what happens in science too part of what i was trying to allude to is that mm-hmm. yeah these are the final products the process still happens yeah we just don't present it there in the in the final or in the way we finally present it but you know we this that is common like so we need something yeah. we need something to be like targeting yeah but very flexible that it might change yeah and I think it's like that what we're recognizing now is like outcomes are important but also the process is important and so especially for <coughs> developmental learning um, of our kids it's like how do we actually honor both of those things mm-hmm. as um, valuable but also like how do we track it in a way where you could hand it off to like in the in the in the sense yeah. of a baton like how could you share like oh i've been noticing this about my kid because yeah. is the goal that we're like tracking things the same way i don't know or developing a a pattern that other people could also document along the lines of like are you kind of asking yeah i'm asking if well like, i actually was thinking about this i've been thinking about this a lot and i was like i think we could make a product yeah like this yeah. is like the one very clear thing which is funny because it's like we have a product which yeah, yeah, is yeah. What we're gonna focus on. yeah well we but, have something where we have an iceberg yeah and yeah. i think like i mean a product that we could actually share with people sell if we wanted yeah. to whatever yeah. like publish it in a book put it as a pdf i don't know but yeah. um like actually create a template that other people can use yeah and it feels really tight to me i feel like we could do this and actually have something and i also feel like from an expertise standpoint, we're obviously coming at it in two different ways, and yet, like with us, with like I think we have to sort of define what the iceberg looks like. Like, what yeah. are we trying to achieve with that iceberg, and then bring people in at times when like we might need more input because like neither of us are developmental psychologists or yeah. like educators in the like traditional sense, mm-hmm. um, and yet we share so much of those other overlaps. So I feel like. Yeah, it's, like, exciting yeah. to think about. Well, and one thing that I just want to say about this, like, process thing, because, yeah. you know, we did, we were asking, like, how do we value that or, or evaluate it? Like, yeah. how does that become as important as, as the outcome? And if we think about outcomes, outcomes are rewarded all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, like, you did a good job, here's money, here's yeah. fame, like, whatever it is, yeah. um, a grade, whatever. But process isn't isn't valued. It's not rewarded. So how do we, not for us necessarily, but maybe if this is a tool for yeah. other people, like how do we reward the documentation? So yeah. practically, I start thinking about my university students. Like I need to give them lab books. I think I might do this in mm. January. It's like give them lab books, and then halfway through the term, I collect all the lab books. I just go through and be like, okay, I'm looking at your work, and mm-hmm. here you get grades for that because you've. You know, the complexity yeah. of it is like an A or a D or whatever it is, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I get to see all that. And, yeah. and I don't know, like, somehow, I mean, maybe that's important for parents or 
if they're yeah. doing this. Like, yeah. Because the reward of seeing the outcome for your kid is great, but how do you yeah. enjoy and the I also process? Think it's, or of doing it if you're documenting it yourself. Yeah, and I also think the other thing is, like, I think, A, yeah, like, definitely rewarding a process... I mean, rewarding a process-based society sounds amazing. I know. Um, but also, even, like, how you talk about process. So, like, I definitely try to be, like, if, like, Jackson does something and I'm, like, oh, that's really... Like, you did something that I found impressive. I try and, like, say, like, oh, I'm impressed with how you put this and this and this together. As yeah. opposed to, like, oh, I'm, like impressed you got that candy you know like I'm impressed that like you went to this person and then you asked this person and this person so like I am trying to yeah reward the process that's right um so in terms of like language and and coaching around that but also like the the also moving not that like outcomes not that outcomes are bad but also being like the outcome what the outcome is can change and that's okay like rewarding a changing outcome based on process right um because i would hate that like someone decides to use our tool as like oh my kids should be reading by now right because that's what the developmental goals are that like by 10 the kids should be able to i don't know whatever they are like i would hate that to be the new marker of like how we shame parents into their kids developing (laughs) Right, and so I think if we are successful and push process or whatever it is, then there really is no, like, the, I mean, the outcomes are there, but yeah, it de-emphasizes the outcomes as, and then being like worried or concerned or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, even I think about Asher and like language development and Mm -hmm. like, you know, he didn't have the words but if I think about the process that he went through like Mm -hmm. he had good sign language and then now when I watch him like I don't know like I haven't seen this with a lot of the other kids but like he gestures everything if he doesn't know how to communicate it Mm. he makes up his own gestures Mm. um and he he uses his hands so much Mm. which I think probably was part of his like skill set like and like lack of verbal but high in like he's still communicating exactly yeah. so like he may not have got the check boxes of like having the three verbal words yeah but he yeah. was gesturing and also his like comprehension of it like so like there's places that I could have been document if I wanted to like could have been documenting that that didn't fit the checklist that my yeah. MD gave me yeah 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 that's that's like the culture that I'm worried about is that like um, your MD or your or daycare like so our daycare is is subsidized so they have to right. pick some ranking system or evaluation system they happen to pick Nipissing and so based on Nipissing they like give you a paper of like we've evaluated your kid at like 18 months they do it at I think two years and then probably two and a half three whatever and I remember when I first got the 18 month one and there's check marks and then there's circles around things and blah 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 and like conversation with their teachers was like oh like I'm wondering now like you've done this evaluation of Jackson what does that change in the room and they're like oh are you worried he got no's and I was like (laughs) no you don't know me very well yeah I'm not worried about him getting no's I'm worried that using this now yeah I'm worried that you would use this assessment to change the way you treat him Right. And oh, I was actually thinking about the opposite that like you've assessed it now like how are you adapting to his learning needs? 
right. as a result of that, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. also is not done. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, and here's so your checkboxes, like, now go away. Yeah, and so, and it's, and the only reason they do it, and I've had, like, really great conversations, too, with some of his teachers, because they have to do it, because because yeah. they get funding, the government requires them to do it, and they're like, I would rather not do the paperwork and just spend time with your kid, and I was like, me too. Yeah. Like, and so, like... I also wonder about like that balance of like documenting versus yeah. being present. Totally, I know. And like, how do we support? And or maybe that helps you be present. I guess like when I, I mean, I've always been for a long time really interested in in observing patterns. Like I think yeah. that like my initial, like when I started deviating outside of like conventional neuroscience and like my neuropsychoideology, like all of that, yeah. like manifestation was literally about me having observed patterns in my own behavior and and then having and so my second book was always going to be my child's behaviors and being able Mm -hmm. to track this and document it and I find that so interesting Mm -hmm. that you know it's I don't know where I was going with this but how I started talking about it but like I just (laughs) like knowing patterns being able to observe patterns then can help you say okay yeah this is how he learns best yeah so, you know, maybe this is how we teach him then, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, some, and this could even affect like how people decide on like which school to, like yeah. to, public school is fine for some people, like yeah, for yeah, some yeah. kids, for yeah. other kids it's not. Well, I also feel like ultimately if the, if whatever it is that we're developing, A, helps parents just know their kid yeah. better and especially their learning styles it would ultimately help them advocate for what they need better in schools because I think that's my other thing is like um being able to say like oh I like I know that you've been doing lots of like reading in class and so like while a kid might like so even when you were like oh I have this book for you and I was like well I'd rather if someone read it to me like yeah, honestly totally. if someone had read me textbooks in school I'm I might have done way better in school but yeah. because you like gave it to me and I'm like oh well there's highlighted sections so clearly I should only read the highlighted sections yeah right um so or like the like the end of the chapter summary sections like I was looking for the easy way because I didn't want to like actually read yeah um and so I think that, like, if, if you could go into a classroom and be like, is there a way I could get this, for, like, I could get this information for my kid in a different way, even being able to have evidence, like, because we know that, like, when you go into a parent-teacher meeting, yeah. there's always that, like, power dynamic where the teacher knows education best, but, like, if you can prove that you know your kid best based on yeah. this evidence, I feel like, A, it would shut your teacher up, but also it would, like, help you as a parent feel more confident yeah. about being able to ask for what your kid needs. And have informed, more informed conversations. Exactly. Be- and become a partner with a teacher. Yeah. Because, like, clearly... The that's... teachers can't watch 34 kids the same way you can watch your kid at home. It's just no. impossible. And I feel like, I mean, I genuinely feel like all parents want to know their kid best. Yeah. And if you only rely on your, like, your brain is great if you really spend time to, like, you know, whether it's documenting it in your brain or whatever, but that takes a lot of effort. So if you could just, like, externalize it. Also, like, over time you're going to filter and your memories yeah. change. Yeah. Like, you can't actually rely on your memories of, like, 
I can't even remember, like, there are times where I'm like, I don't even know what I did last weekend. So, like, I mean, I think, so, at work, I've, like, now been kind of known as, like, process and patterns queen. So, like, mm-hmm. every week, I'm like, there are certain, like, and I get really, really nerdy now about setting up Google Documents. <laughs> so, like, so, like, bread, the breadcrumbs document is a Google document. So, like, mm-hmm. our students write in it, I can, like, but we can go in and look at what they're doing. Right. We oh. also have... Oh yeah, we also have a weekly um, check-in for our team. So we actually like write things. Like it helps each of us get grounded in what we need to do for the for the week. But it also is meant to like be the thing where we ask our t- like so we get to a place where we know what we're asking our teammates for. So then when we actually have a face-to-face meeting, we're not talking about our to-do list. We're only talking about like whatever we need from each other. And then I actually have a daily reflection that my boss can read. So every day, I mean, I try and do it every day. Like when I leave, sometimes I lag and then I have to go back a couple days. But the goal of it is I don't track what I did. I only track um, ARGs, like so things that I was like frustrated by. (coughs) And then I capture ahas and then I capture insights. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... And I do it, and I do it frequently enough. And I should go back now. So I've been doing it for a couple months now. So it'd be nice to go back and be like, oh, well, where are the patterns? Because I don't yeah. think about, oh, I'm gonna specifically track whatever. I actually just like I write it that day. Right. And, and there's I probably go, themes that emerge as like, yeah, but I don't know what the like themes the are right now. Aha or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like when I ask the students to do self-reflections for part of their process mark um I do prompt them to say like this is like these are like types of milestones I call them like a turning point like Mm -hmm. an aha a new insight like a challenge like Mm -hmm. you know sort Mm -hmm. of these points of deflection almost like yeah yeah, yeah. go so but I've never had them do it like several times yeah I do it I I I call it a daily reflection but there are days where I'm like nah nothing really like yeah. happened so I won't document that day um, but yeah it's and I try not to be like I try not to be logistical about it like so I never I'm like oh I had four meetings today I would never write that I'd be like oh like right. between my meetings I noticed that like lots of people are asking for blah mm-hmm. and then it's like kind of something I would go back to yeah so I mean it does sound a lot like Journaling, which is hugely valuable, yeah. you know, for lots of things, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, like, to make this as a tool, like, how, how does it become efficient? Yeah, and I think my wonder is, like, um, digital versus analog. Yeah. Um, and also prompted versus unprompted. Yeah. So, like... Routine wise, I try and write my daily reflections like on the subway when I'm going home, but sometimes I don't remember or whatever. But then on the other side, I've been using this new app called Webot or Wobot, and it's like it's how do you spell it? W O E B O T. B O O? Nope, like bot, like robot. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's actually like a mindfulness, gratitude, like self-awareness app engine. So it's a robot, but it sends me like check-in questions. And so like every day it'll be like, how are you feeling right now? And then it like asks me about my energy, asks me about what I'm doing at the time. And then like every so often it'll like teach me a lesson about like should and should statements or whatever. 
But it's based on what you write? It's or supposed to be based on what you write, but it's a robot. Right. And so every so often it will be like, tell me what you're doing and like what made you feel that way? And then its response is like, I love learning about humanoids. Right. So it's like, it's obviously an automated response. I literally could have said anything and it probably, but, but. It probably picks up words. But from a data standpoint, yeah. every week, at the end of the week, it'll send me all the things that I said that week and it'll be like, do you notice any patterns? Oh, so it, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so from a prompted standpoint, it does do that, but it's easy where it, it also is like designed where it's like, it'll send me a, a check-in, but then it can say like, do you want to talk now? Do you want to reschedule? Right. Or like blah, blah, blah. And I see, I could also see it being easy for people like just not doing it yeah. and then you lose. So I just like, what's going to work for people slash, I mean, never mind people, what would work best for us? Yeah. And then we can yeah, learn yeah. from it and then... Like, I wonder what, like, if you do some something, like, what's the routine or the pattern that helps you actually stick to it? Like, how would you form a habit about this? I know. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, too. Um, so, one thing, I have to go pee. Um, second thing, I feel like I want to stop this because this was yeah. a good, like, theoretical. Yeah. And, like, a good process, and then we can talk about nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. I feel like if you also ended on, like, what would make it a habit, and then... Just that delete that, that part? No, yeah. no, no. Even if that's like the end. Yeah. You can stop the part where you say you had to go pee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>